Hello and welcome to Too Fit to Be Tied. Where we talk about health from a variety of perspectives. Emotional health. Mental health. Physical health. And spiritual health. My name is Jerome. And I'm your co-host, Constance. All right. <laughs> On... <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Right. We're, we're trying to do a serious I'm thing I'm here. Sorry. I was, I'm sorry. I got a text message. It was funny. Go ahead. I'm ready. Okay. All right. So on this episode of Too Fit to Be Tied, what are we talking about, Constance? Today we're talking about love. Well, yeah. that's heavy. It's heavy. I think, are, I think are, we should. I'm we, also not in a great mood today. To talk, so talking about love might be a little bit out of context for me. Okay. All right. Are, I don't know. Are we qualified to tackle this? I mean, probably not, but we're going to do it okay. anyway. So okay. What the hell? Well, that's like we do with everything, right? I mean, all we have to do is Google it and then talk about it. Oh, I actually did research. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I didn't even think about Googling it. Go ahead. So that, I mean, that makes it, that really makes it sound like, like we're not qualified. It's a, well, we're, you have we, to, the audience knows we're not, but they, they still like us anyways. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they do. Right. I don't, you, don't, you don't get all the like, comments. I do. Sometimes I keep them to myself because uh, okay. I want you to work harder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, this is this is some sort of like an abusive. I know it's like a toxic. We have a toxic it, relationship yeah. right now. We do. Uh, and I'm and I'm laughing. That's the worst I thing know. about this. <laughs> oh God! All, All right. right so, why, so why are you so crabby today? I'm hangry. You're hangry. Yeah, I'm okay. really hangry. I'm going All through right. a thing carb withdrawals, and that is not even a joke. Like okay, I'm mad at the world. Wow. Yeah, and it's that's you know me. Yeah. Have you ever seen me? Or heard me say I'm mad at the world? No. Mad at people, but not mad at the world. The whole world. Everyone. The whole my world. Instacart shopper today, I yeah. mean, I was pissed. Yeah. Like, you don't know what Bocconcini is? Really? So she's telling me she got mozzarella cheese. <laughs> <laughs> this is how mad I am. She got, like, mozzarella cheese that's, like, the slices. I was like, no, go put that back. That's not <laughs> what I need. I need the fresh Bocconcini. It's the fresh with the, in the water. And then she's sending me pictures. I mean, it's a whole, like, lady, I would have gone grocery shopping myself if I was going to, you know, be conversing back and forth with you. I mean, in her defense, I don't know that I know what bocconcini, is that a type I know. of mozzarella cheese? Yeah. It, you, yeah. I, I don't know. You don't know. You're not Italian. Well, okay. How would you know? But and you, and so annoyed. you're mad at me about that? I'm, like, annoyed. You're annoyed, you don't know but I don't is. know. Okay. Yeah. Man. All right. And then there was actually, to be honest, there was nothing that I want, that I ordered from the grocery store available. And I truly wanted to message her and say, is it that there's nothing that, that the grocery store is this like scarce or is it that you, is it the, the shopper? Your incompetence. <laughs> I didn't. I refrained because it's not the nice thing to do. And I, speaking of love, uh -huh. you think things in your head, but you don't say them because you try to lead with love. Okay. But it's in your heart. Well, it's in my head. It's in my head. It's in your head. Yeah, it's in my head. I want to say these mean things sometimes. Okay. When you're hangry, you don't, when you, unless you're hangry, you do just don't understand the magnitude. However, when you're, you have to sit back and be like, no, let me speak from the heart. Okay. And then so, what came out of your heart <laughs> when, you, when, when you did that? I, I just, 
my father used to always say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Okay. And instead, so I refrained from saying those things. I just said, thank you very much. Have a great day. I wish you guys could see Constance's face. <laughs> she, I think she's mad at me right now. So that's all for Too Fit to Be Tied. <laughs> I'm Jerome. <laughs> no, that's it. So we're talking about love today. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> so um, do you think you've had the same definition of love your entire life? I'm going to guess no. Right. But my follow-up question is, what did you used to think it was, and what do you think it is now? That's a good question. So I, I, I only ask good I questions. I know you do. You're, 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 this is good. I'm killing it. Um, I thought love was a feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay? I, that's what I would tell you. I thought love was a feeling. But love in... I think a lot of times you don't have to experience something to exactly understand it. Does that make sense? Like, of course, we all know love. I mean, I know love in various ways. I know love because I have kids. And for me, I think that might have been the first true instance of me truly feeling pure, unconditional love for my kids. Ah, oh, that's interesting. And from my kids. You know, I mean, yeah. I, 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 we've talked a lot about my parents and me growing up. I mean, I do think my parents loved me. I don't think that I got the kind of love that I needed or wanted. So I can't really say that was what my, that was love. You know, that, that really wasn't a very good example. You but, didn't get the nurturing. Correct. You, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I, so to me, I grew up thinking love was a feeling. Um, or I honestly thought love was an obligation. Like if you say it, you love somebody, then that's it. You love them. You know? And that's, okay, so... In the in the your example, so you're talking about your kids, yeah, and um, but then there's also like romantic love, which is mm-hmm. different. Different, yeah, and so, it is different. And then so there's self love too. There's self. Oh, we and we got to talk about that at some point. I mean, there's a lot of different loves, right? You yeah. can also have you ever had a platonic relationship with somebody that. You just, you love them. Like, you can't describe it. It's all, I think it's very rare, but you love them to the point where you just, I don't know, there's something about them. Yeah. Have you ever had that? Yeah. Is it with me? <laughs> it is with you. Um, uh, all right, so, so I think, I think from what we were talking about before, we're talking about, like, romantic love. Okay. Right? And so, um, but just to, I guess, contrast it with, like, the love you have for your kids. That's, like, an unconditional thing. And it just, it was, it sounds like it's almost automatic. Like, your kids are born, and you're like, oh, my God, it's a different level of love than I've ever felt before. It is, but it also sets an example of what love is. Even if it is, even if it translates into romantic love or a different kind of love, like, you still, here's what I'll say. Having kids makes you, makes, made me, made me realize that, like, you could want to lock them in a closet for like an hour and just duct tape their mouth. I mean, you really, you, you want to, sometimes you just want to, there are times that I'm like, honey, do you want to go to the fire station? Cause I'd like to just drop you off, <laughs> you know, but yeah. then he knows my name and our phone number and I'll get in trouble. And he'll get home eventually. But that doesn't mean I don't love him. He drives me crazy. You know, my kids can drive me insane. Sometimes I just am like, God, I need to get rid of them for an hour or for a day or just a week, whatever. Uh-huh. And well, you feel— Depending but, on the circumstances. Depending on the circumstances. But you know what? It doesn't mean you don't love them. 
You know, you oh. just, you, you can get annoyed. And I think that's what made me realize, like, you can get annoyed with people or you can get disagree with people or you can, you know, just had, have, need your own time or your own space. It doesn't mean you don't love the person and you still have, it's all about what's in your heart. And it's all about, to me, I'll, to lay it out there, you know, the um, verse, love is patient, love is kind, which I'll, I'll read it to you. It's from, okay. it's from the Bible. It's from it's, Corinthians. That you have I it, know. You have it memorized being a, a Catholic school <laughs> girl. You know this, right? Don't look at your phone. No, well, I, I don't mean, know. So just... I got to look at my phone because I'll screw it up. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. I think I missed the class on this. I went to a Catholic school. I think the day they taught this, I might not have been there because maybe my life would have been a little bit different. Or okay. when I got married, like, how come nobody bought me this to hang on my wall? Thanks, everybody. Because maybe I would have read it and seen that what I was in wasn't actually true, truly love. Okay. I mean, it really sounds like if you had it's paid attention. It's everyone else's fault. Well, it sounds like if you had paid attention in school, right. you, this you'd have, have known been, this. Yeah, this is why it's important, kids, to, to you know, pay attention in school. <laughs> but, or, or also go to Mass, because your Catholic Mass, I got to think that they They must said have said this. this in Mass. Well, yeah, but who you, listens? You didn't, well, okay. You know? All right. All right. So it's love is patient. Okay, I want you to really think about this, because you have okay. been in relationships. Okay. I want you to put yourself in a position where I want you to think, the relationships that you've been in have, you know, really think about this and, and does this apply? That's the question I have for you. Okay. Okay. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. And love never fails. Now, I'm going to be the first one to tell you that I can't say any one of those applied to my relationships. My, know, my main ones. You know what I'm talking? Like, yeah. obviously, like, let's talk about the my last, let's just talk about being married. You know, that yeah. was, it was the actual opposite of all that. It wasn't patient. It was never kind. It was only kind on like the days that, you know, I shouldn't say it was never kind. It was often not kind. Is that both ways or is that from? Oh, I will. Yeah. I'll definitely say both ways for sure. Okay. For sure. I mean, cause I, I mean, I've, I don't know. I'm given a one-sided opinion here, but yeah. I, I feel like I sort of am, I guess embodied, you know, those things, but mm. excuse me, I don't feel like I was getting the rest of it. I mean, you talk about keeping score and being patient and kind and all those Not sorts of things. Not keeping track of wrongdoings. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like I was taking those things to heart and thinking, okay, if I do this, then that's an example. And, and then... Mm-hmm. And then that'll be, be great. And think, things, things will be will great. Change. Yeah. Right. Lead, you know, leading by example. But I guess you have to have, I mean, I guess it goes back to my thing. You, people do what they do because they are who they this are. This is true. I will say, you know, I participated in a lot of like the unkindness and the wrongful, you know, like keeping score because I was pushed. I really do believe, like it might sound to the audience like that I'm not taking uh part of what I've done and what my faults are and my flaws. But, 
you have to realize when you've been in a really severely toxic relationship, you think it's you. So part mm-hmm. of the healing process is actually identifying that some of this was not your doing. So if you haven't experienced this and you haven't really gone through what I would call a healing, you know, you part of that healing is letting go and saying, this wasn't all my fault. Right. Yeah. And, and so and- I may come across as sounding like, oh, well, I, I mean, I, I, you know, this wasn't me or I didn't do that. But that is actually true. Like for, for the long, for 15 years, I thought to myself, what, like, this is all me. I need to fix myself. I'm the one that's not kind. And I did. I did a lot of things that weren't kind. I did a lot of scorekeeping. But when you're in, with somebody who truly makes you a, 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 a I don't want to use bad out. person, but brings out the worst in you, truly yeah. brings out the worst in you. Um, I think that that is, you, you, you are the, the worst version of yourself. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I think about, um, I don't know if I've said this before, but just about, you know, you get two people together and it's like, oh, you know, like the, like the peanut butter guacamole yeah. example. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a chemistry uh, equation. You know, you get two people and, and they could, you know, they can bring out the worst in each other. It could I be mean, like gasoline and a cigarette. Yeah. You know, it yeah. seems a little more appropriate for this particular topic. Like it is so, it can be so um, volatile and it can yeah. be so, I mean, truly, like you can be one way with one person and never be that way ever again. You know, like it, they do truly bring the worst out in you, which um, I think that now, A, you're, you've just neglected any sort of self-love that you may have. And B, mm-hmm. is that really, is that love? No, that's not love. You may have had this feeling of love, but that what you're doing and what your actions are, are not loving. So you can't say you're entering or you're in some sort of loving relationship. Well, and, and I think it goes back to one of the things that we've talked about before is that familiarity with, with things. So you can be in that relationship and have that feeling and it feels like love because that's what you know love to be. Mm-hmm. And you say, oh, I'm in love, you know? Right. Because that, that is what is familiar to you. So, you know, I have a friend who actually got this advice from a priest, which I think is just fascinating since priests are not allowed to marry. Okay. Um, the fact that they have, like, ad- are, marital are you, advice. Are you the friend? Is this? No. Okay. <laughs> not the friend. Okay. All right. No, a real friend. Um, they said, the priest said, you, when you're in love, Okay, which is the feeling when you're in love, it's like a blinding light and you can't make any decision or you shouldn't make any decisions until that light has kind of is not so bright. You can see behind it. So there's this bright, there's this theory of this bright light and it's blinding. Love is blind, right? That's where the the verse kind of comes from. Okay. And once you can kind of work through. So like you shouldn't make big decisions when you're when that bright light is there. When you're totally in love and you know you have to kind of there's a waiting period where you have to kind of wait it out and see what is behind that light. Once that light dims, you can kind of see the real person or you can kind of see um the relationship for what it's worth. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm a, I'm going to I'm going to disagree a little bit. You are? <clears throat> Why? Yeah, I mean not that you should make big, big decisions, but I am going to say that when you when you have that bright light, mhm. I don't know that that is necessarily love. That is that is strong feelings. It can be infatuation. It's like when you first meet somebody and they 
can do no wrong. Yes. Okay. I, and and I'll I agree. I agree that you should not make big decisions because you can't be objective in that state. But I don't know, and this is my my thought, I don't know whether if that is actually love. You know, because I, you know, I, I started to think about when people go, oh, I'm in love, or I'm in love with that person. Mm-hmm. Now. But isn't it, that sort of like very close to an infatuation? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm not saying true love. Like, I think once... I think true love is like this person, you know, I can't stand the way that they brush their teeth or mm-hmm. I can't stand the way they sing in the shower or I can't like, but I, I will accept some, I will accept those flaws and I will accept those things because mm-hmm. they're a genuinely amazing person and you love the person for who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the I beginning, could- it's like everything's lovely and everything's great. And that singing in the shower, you probably loved it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and then later you're like, oh my God, I can't stand the way you chew. <laughs> exactly. But, but I think I think that I think that bright light, I think it's I think it's more infatuation. And I, I think when you think about what it means to be in love, yeah, that is something between two people. So so if somebody goes, Oh, I'm in love with the uh, um, I don't Johnny know this, Depp. this, yeah, Johnny, okay. are you in love with Johnny Depp? No, I was just, okay. Like, okay, so, so, so say, say you go, oh, I'm in love with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp doesn't know you. I mean, unless, unless there's something you've never told me. Right. Johnny Depp he doesn't, doesn't even know, know you. You exist, right. He, so you can't be in something together. You're so right. I think being in love means that the two of you are in this together. And so you can't go, oh, I'm in love with that person over there and they don't know it. Well, you're not in love. You just really like them or you have feelings for them or you're infatuated with them, but you're not in love because it takes two people. It would be like saying, I'm, I'm on a baseball team, but you're sitting in the stands. It's like, well, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not on the team. You know, you, you like that team. You maybe wish you could play on that team, but right. you're, not, you're not on the team. You're not in, you're not in that relationship. And right. I, think, I think what made me think about that is um, the definition I've heard uh, Brene Brown give of love, which was like mind blowing to me. I mean, it was just something that I had never thought of. Okay, what is it? And so I'm gonna read it. Go. Okay, look at you the, with your phone. Go ahead. No, this is good. This is good. Okay. I mean, I I like the I like the Bible verse, but let's go. Look, go ahead. You, it sounds like you're making fun of my phone. No, no, no. But, go ahead. Okay, so we cultivate love when we allow our most vulnerable and powerful selves to be deeply seen and known. And when we honor the spiritual connection that grows from that offering with trust, respect, kindness, and affection. Love is not something we give or get. It is something that we nurture and grow. A connection that can only be cultivated between two people when it exists within each one of them. We can only love others as much as we love ourselves. Now, I, I read that and I was like, whoa, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty powerful. I mean, you're, so you're talking about two people who are like choosing to be in this. It's not, I'm in love with you. It's like, yeah, we're choosing to be in this. We're choosing to accept each other. Um, we're cho- choosing to, to grow this thing. And, and the other part of it is you can only, you can't love somebody more than you love yourself. No, I mean, sure. and so. You can it, say you do. You, you can could, say you, you do. You could think you do. You, and you actually could, which is a recipe for disaster. You actually could what? You could put your energy into loving somebody so much that you've lost yourself and that you've truly 
sacrifice your own self-love. Yeah, but yeah, and it, but then you still can't say that you because if you don't love yourself, you can't really love somebody else. That's what I'm saying. And that and that yeah. is the I mean, that's the thing that I think a lot of us need to take the heart. So you go, okay, I need to work on myself because if if I'm not there with myself, I'm setting a limit on how much I can love somebody else. So I, I guess, for example, if you say, um, if you're so down in yourself, you hate yourself, you hate what you do, you can't accept who you are, how can you accept somebody else? How can you accept, accept someone else's um, you know, faults and flaws if you can't accept yours? Now, right. you can say you love that person, but if you don't have that ability to love and love yourself, then you can't love somebody else to that level. Right. I don't know if, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I totally. I mean, I think working in fitness and you can, you know, kind of attest to this as well, possibly, but you come across so many, you know, I want to lose weight. And then you end up finding out like these people do not love them. They don't even like themselves. They are so hard on themselves and they are so just broken that it's you you almost you can see it happen in their entire you know kind of infiltrate in their in their lives and it's like that's why a lot of times people end up getting fit getting healthy and end up finding out like oh my god they end up divorced because it's like they finally put themselves first finally found some self love and have realized that like they've settled for something that wasn't really love or so there's like a ripple effect throughout their entire life through their totally um, health and then their career, career. you know, you name it. And it's like, you see it. That's why I love fitness because people think it's about getting in shape. And I'm like, oh my God, they have no idea that their whole life is about to change if they actually stick with this. And then you see it and it's, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, that's the concept of self-love is loving yourself enough to put yourself first and saying I'm worth it. And a lot of times people, most, most times I'm shocked at how many girlfriends I have that just don't like themselves. And it's like, you know, it's, it's sad because you see it in others, you know, and I'll I'll tell you, I'll be hundred percent honest. I'm lucky enough to continue to go to counseling with my ex-husband at this point (laughs) in in this juncture in my uh, life. That's sarcasm, right? (laughs) It's total sarcasm. Okay. All right. Just so it's so fun. Um, but you know what? We try to do it for our son and it's supposed to be a healthy thing. But, you know, I've realized like after a few years, mm-hmm. I was never able to actually open myself up and be vulnerable with him. And so that is my part. And maybe had I, maybe things would have been different. However, when we're talking about toxic narcissistic personalities, it's impossible to open yourself and be vulnerable. So that is a recipe right there for disaster. Well, I mean, that goes, and we might be getting off on a tangent here, but that goes back to before the whole chemistry equation. Now, if you're going to be vulnerable with someone, they need to be someone that you can be vulnerable with. Right. You know, if you're going to open yourself up. If you're ready for that, or if you want that, or if you're in the stage of your life that you need that. Do you know what I'm saying? Some people. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could be willing to be vulnerable, but the person that you're going to be vulnerable with may not be the person to be vulnerable with. Like if you're going to, if you're going to open yourself up and go, here's my weak spot. And then somebody's going to jab it with a pointy stick. Yeah. That's not the person you want to be vulnerable with. Right. Right. If you're going to show somebody your weak spots, 
and your weak points and your vulnerabilities, that needs to be someone that is worthy of seeing those vulnerabilities. And that person that is going to that is worthy of that is going to go, oh, I see your I see your weak point. You know, I know this bothers you. I'm not going to make fun of that thing. And that right there is love. When some yeah. when you can show somebody your scars mm-hmm. and they or you can give somebody your heart and they <clears throat> are cautious with it and they're they know it's fragile and they they are they don't use those things against you. That mm-hmm. is to me, that's love. Yeah. I mean, or at least an aspect of it. Uh, I think it's a really big aspect of it, yeah. to be honest. There is not love if you somebody knows what your weaknesses are, knows what your scars are, knows about your wounds, and just digs in there and continues to poke at them. That is oh, not, right, that's yeah. not love at all. If they know it and they go, I'm putting that in my back pocket as soon as we have an argument. Pulling I'm, it out. I'm pulling that thing out. I mean, and that is, you know, we you know, allow our most vulnerable and powerful selves to be see- deeply seen and known. And so you can't let somebody see that vulnerable, powerful self of yours if they're going to, you know, poke your wounds with a stick. Now, you might do it once, but then if somebody pokes you, you go, oh, I'm, I'm covering that thing up. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not showing you my And then they try to get points. in a little bit. Okay, well, For- then they use like, they don't just <laughs> use a stick. You know, yeah. they use like, uh, what do you call the thing where they brand you? A branding iron? Is that what it's called? If you get branded. Iron. Yeah, like a hot iron, right? Yeah. I mean, that's next. Can you imagine, okay. you know? Yeah, that's terrible. And then you got an axe. I mean, an and axe. then they come out, they're like, what, else, what other tools do I have? You know, and then wow. you can imagine when you look at it that way, what a relationship and how it can deteriorate so quickly. You know, I think right. a lot of people that have been through what we've been through ask themselves, how did it get to this level? And it's just like that. Think of it like, I'm just poking you with my finger. Mm-hmm. And then, all right, no, that didn't work. Let me let me get something stronger. Let me get something stronger. And then you start pulling out all the stops, and you're like, "How did this relationship get like this?" And so there's a gradual, of course, increase, and and also probably just to some extent, um, a desensi- desensitization, right? Of of that. Okay, so the that poke hurt the first time, but I'm, I kind of got used to that. Okay, so now I'm using yeah the the stronger thing, and yeah. it just you know escalates, and you're like, "Well, how did I get here?" Right. Um, all right. So I do, I don't know. If, uh, so I like so, your description of, of love. I think that was, a, I think I love Brene Brown. I think she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that is, you know, she, I just actually, strangely enough, watched her, uh, Netflix, um, episode, uh, last night for the second time. And like the second time it just made more sense. You know, I think the okay. more you watch that stuff, the, the more it sinks in and you can kind of dissect some of it. Well, wh- when did you watch, watch it the first time? God, it had to have been a year ago. Okay. I mean, so think about all the reading and, and self-work you've done. I mean, you might be in a different place than you were a year ago oh, and sure. be able to, you know, absorb and understand that differently. Totally felt you know? more like I think in the beginning I was like, what is she talking about? All right, I kind of get it. And now I'm like, yes, yes. And I'm like, I'm like with her, like me and her, right? You know, I'm totally identifying. Um, but she was talking about how she goes out and does a lot of, uh, you know, um, trainings for corporations. And, you know, she says without vulnerability, there is no creativity. You can't dare Uh, to be great and amazing if mm -hmm. you aren't being vulnerable. Like, and it's the same exact thing with a relationship. You know, if you're out there dating and you're not being vulnerable, what are you going to get? What are you going to get out of that? You're not going to find some deep, amazing intimacy and, you know, 
what people would call true love if you're walking around bandaging your wounds with your wall up. Well, and I think, you know, one of the things that she said that really resonated with me is that, you know, you can have that, you can kind of close yourself off a little bit to the point where you go, okay, I'm going to be protected, so I can't be hurt. You can't take me down to zero. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, say we're going on a scale of, I don't know, zero to 10. Um, I'm at three right now with a wall. You know, I'm I'm so protected that you can't take me to zero, but I also can't get to 10. Right. So you stay somewhere between three and five. I don't know if that makes sense yeah. or not. You stay in this middle range where you can't get hurt, but you can't really fully experience joy and love to you know till it's to its fullest extent. And and that is the that is the thing where vulnerability comes in. It's like if you can't be hurt, then you know nobody can get in, but I also can't get out. I right. don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you not. have to be able to put yourself out there and to say. You know, I think she said something like, I forget what she had asked a bunch of people what vulnerability is, you know, and that's such a like broad term, but like mm-hmm. it's being able to, she's like, it's being able to say, I love you first and not expecting that in return. It's being able to say, you know, and go, I might, I might get shot down, right? but I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this thing. Think about how many times somebody, I just had a client and she's like, oh yeah, I was, <laughs> I wasn't asked some a different guy asked me to marry them, like, I don't know, five times in her life. And I was like, I'm sorry. There have been five guys that have actually asked you to marry them and you've said no every time. And she's like, yeah. I'm like thinking to myself, what kind of, what, what, when you think about it, these guys, she found some vulnerable ass men to get down on a knee in front of people. It was always in front of people, she said. Maybe they internally knew she would say no or something, but. Yeah. Talk about being vulnerable, saying, asking a woman to marry her and just getting shot down. I have so many questions I know. On, on that. that is, hey, that maybe is, we'll interview her. Oh, that is, She'd that be would, a good one. That would be, that be, would be interesting. Okay. Oh, yeah, because I have so many, so many questions, the follow-up questions on that one. But, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you have to be vulnerable and you have to be willing to go, you know what, I might, I might get my heart broken. But I also might have this amazing, you know, relationship. If you go, I'm just going to ask the person who I know is going to say yes. Right. You know, you might right. be settling in that in that middle ground You're somewhere. Right. So um, I think the point is, I think we both have our own definitions. And I think, I mean, I totally appreciate yours. I think, you know, you can see yeah. the, the uh, like, the positivity and amazingness behind, you know, mine. But it's not something that we have truly experienced. But the thing is, I believe that that is out there. I believe that that's, even though I've had so many, what people would call failures or, you know, um, not so great endings, I believe even more than I ever have that that's Mm -hmm. possible because of what I've been through. Well, see, and I think it, to go back to something you said earlier, I think you only know if these positive things are there, that's what you know after the bright light has kind of dimmed a little. You know, so you've got this bright light, you're you've got these strong feelings, infatuation, and you're going, oh my God, this person is the greatest, you know, person ever. Everything they do is amazing. Right. You know, the way they chew their food, the way they snore at night, oh it's so cute. The way they blow their nose. The way they blow their nose. Yeah. You know, oh oh the socks are on the floor. Oh, that's so adorable. (laughs) 
you know. <laughs> and so it's like after that bright light has dimmed, I think that's when you, you know, you can figure out, you know, whether because I, I, I also think both those definitions are good. And one says, this is what love is. And then one says, it's different ways of describing it. Yeah. But I, I, think, I think if you break it down, they're saying very similar things. And what most people think is love is not that. It's like, oh, my God, I have butterflies. You know, and, and that, oh, my God, I feel so, you know, I feel so amazing in my stomach when I see this yeah. person. You know, is, is there kindness? You know, is there is there the not keeping score, you know, is there being those vulnerable? Those are the things that matter. Those are the things that matter. And, and those those are the things that matter, like, long-term. That's why I'm you know? amazed, like, when people have gotten married at a young age and have been able to, you know, truly be happy. It's like, wow, I mean, you are, they're so lucky. Because at, the, at a young age, you don't know these things. You don't, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 40 years old. I just learned these things. Yeah, I mean, we're we're all learning. I mean, I think people that get married young like that. I mean, I, you know, maybe they know something. Maybe they maybe they have it. You know, and sometimes I think you know because you can. I think I don't know. I mean, people get married like say in their twenties, right. early twenties or something. I think you go through a, a huge change when you get into your mid to late twenties and you start to solidify who you are. Before that, you know, people may agree, disagree with me, but I think before that, you don't really know. And so when you get to that those late 20s and you start to become more of who you are, I think that's when a lot of people go, "Oh my god, we are we're not, you know, we're not compatible." Right. And right. and those people that that do have it, it's like it's amazing cuz I and, and I don't know whether they know something that everybody else didn't <laughs> know or whether they just rolled the dice and guessed right. That's what we need. That's what we got to interview. Yeah. Can we yeah. find someone like that? Um, we got to work on it. We got to work on that. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's not a lot of them. You probably know a lot of old people. I mean, you're. Oh, man. Okay. You're upper in age than I am. I am. Yeah. Since the person with a <laughs> chiropractor on speed dial. But okay. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. That's, I, I think that's what we got for today. Yeah. I, I like it. I think it's, I mean, sometimes I don't know whether these things are good or not till after I listen to yeah. them when I'm editing them. And so I don't I don't know whether this is a this good one be, or not. This could be the shittiest podcast we've yeah. ever done. This could be the most brilliant one. You let me know. Yeah, and people might go, you know what, don't. Don't, don't listen don't, to them. <laughs> well, I think people are already saying that, That's but true. at least they're entertained by our stories. It's true. This time they may they say. They still listen. They That's still listen. That's the best part. People may say, yeah, you know, they this one was not entertaining, and they don't know what they're talking about. Please don't listen to them. And uh, <laughs> But, you know. We, hey, we uh, had fun. Did we, you have fun? Had, I, yeah, we had, I had yeah. fun. That's all that's, that really matters. I think that's all that matters. It's all that matters. Yeah. All right. And we're so, signing off. I'm going to go eat some. Because you're hangry. I'm going to go eat some protein, I guess. Okay. I, I mean, have an orange or something. No, you I, want can't, an I can't eat an orange. I can't. It's a whole thing. We could talk about it at a later date. We should probably, that should be the next segue. We should talk about food and changing up your food to, to see results. Okay. Something uh, we actually know about. Like, where uh, we're yeah. actually professionals. Do you think yeah. we should maybe try that? Yeah, you know, I think we should. I'm, I, maybe one of us suggested that in the past, and I don't know. I forget which one of us it was, but I don't know. We'll see. I can, we'll, I will, we'll go back right, in the stay archives. Tuned. Stay okay, tuned. Stay tuned. Next, right. we're going to talk about things we actually know about. <laughs> All right. So, for Too Fit to Be Tied, I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Thank you.
Thank you.